everybody. Welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm your host, Connie Bowman, and we're here to talk about everything that will bring us more joy in life, mind, body, and spirit. And today, we're going to extend our conversation about following your bliss with one of my very favorite people in the world, Rick Kane. He has quite a story to tell about following his bliss. He's been doing it for a number of years, and he's made quite a career for himself, sort of um, just kind of winging it, right? Pretty so <laughs> Rick's here in the studio. Hi, Rick. Hey. Rick, at one point, you were called the workingest actor in Hollywood or something like that, and you're not even in Hollywood. What is What was that they called you? Well, it was um, a study done by the, uh, the University of Iowa, and they, I don't know, did a big analysis of um, people that were in the industry, and I got named the most connected actor in the industry. Oh, the most connected actor. Yeah. Because why is that? Cause... I had, they, they did it based on numbers of appearances regardless of length, and mine was like 1,152. Holy period, moly. Yeah, for the period that they were studying. And Samuel L. Jackson was number two at 7.52 or something like that. Wow. I mean, it's, it was kind of interesting what they did. And they did a kind of a, a little, I don't know what you call those charts when you're dealing with stati right, statistics. Right. But um, they had like these, me as like a hub and then everything emanating out. So like six degrees of separation. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, I mean, I'm not surprised because he, here on the East Coast, I know you work on pretty much everything there is as an actor, as a stuntman. But you haven't done this all your life. And that, I think that would surprise a lot of people. Tell us how you came to move into the entertainment industry. Well, um, I, I, was, I spent 21 years in manufacturing. And I was primarily in, in management, uh, helping somebody else grow a company. And um, during, the, during that time, uh, I decided to go back to school to pursue a degree in business. And I was going to a number of different colleges and finally decided, hey, let me get serious, focus in one program, get my credits, get a degree. And one of the things they required was an arts credit. And so I decided, well, you know, I'll do acting. And my mother was an actress, so right. I'd, I'd grown up. You had it. You yeah, were exposed yeah, to it. it. So. I was, oh, right. oh, my God, was I exposed to it. I thought it was the mm -hmm. stupidest career anybody could possibly. As, as a lot of children do. My, oh, my God. Mine, one of mine anyway. Yeah. 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 Well, especially musical theater. <laughs> <laughs> musical theater, you got to be a total lame-o right. to pursue musical theater. I I, that was my attitude. So, anyway, I went and I took this class, and I got totally hooked. And um, kind of at the same time... There was a, a, a young man that I worked with for a lot of years at the business I was at, and he, he committed suicide. Oh, gosh. And uh, there, was a, there was a number of things that were building up inside of me, and that was kind of like the, the tipping point where I said, hey, you know, there's a lot more to life than, than money and uh, things. So... Um, I opened a gym with my wife, uh, and that did pretty well. But what your that wife did, of thirty years? Work, I'm uh, I'm wife not of thirty-two years. Thirty-two years. So going on thirty-three. Here's a guy that has plenty of balance in his life. Right? Try, right? try. Fortunately, I found a woman that can put up with my crap. <laughs> wow. Um, no, I feel, I feel she's my best buddy. She's yeah. my partner. She's my friend. You guys are a great team. Yeah, I feel good about that anyway. Uh, but, um. 
it, you know, the biggest thing about of these are leaps of faith. Sure. Yeah. When you when you make changes like this, let's face it. Um, in my situation, I always choose to leave. I think great athletes when they retire, they try and retire on top. There's a lot to be said for realizing when you've done everything you can do, and you've stopped growing. Mm. That's I think, huge. Yeah, it is huge. I, I met a stunt guy, and once I got into this business, and it was interesting, he said he tries never to be the smartest guy in the room. Mm. And I thought about that, and it's true. If, you, if you're the smartest guy in the room, it's time to leave that room <laughs> and go to another room. Right. You, because if you're not, basically what happens is, is you're in your comfort, comfort zone. I think Arnold Schwarzenegger called it you know, staying hungry. But it is the same thing. It's constantly being challenged. And I think what happens with most people, and I, I had a lot of mentors in my life, and I was told very early on by this guy, he talked about the pup tent syndrome. And what that was, was that if you were some nomadic person and you were wandering through a cold environment and you came upon a pup tent, you crawled in and you said, hey, this is warm. I'm out, out of the elements. And so then you just stop there. But what if you went another half a mile down the road and there was like a a big house with a fireplace and running water and food. We tend to stop growing when we when we find our comfort zone and our needs. And we think we're happy. And what you really need to do, you take these leaps of faith and you get out of your comfort zone and you find out, hey, I didn't die. Um, I'm okay. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So is that how you became a stunt coordinator, stunt man? No, I mean, you know, you've stunted on some of the biggest movies, Die Hard, and I don't know. I don't, name them all. Can you name them all? The, all the movies I've stunted on? Uh, you know, look, <laughs> so many. I mean, my kind of a side note, I've always been a movie guy. Yeah. Mo I've always been a movie guy. When I was a kid, I would sit and I would watch movies all day. Um, always intrigued with movies. You know, my mom being an actress, I just thought it was a stupid career to follow. <laughs> and I think I was just an actor in training my whole life. Mm. The fact that I loved action movies and then my hobbies involved, you know, racing cars and being, you know, scuba diving. Being and physically fit. Physic yeah, right. trying to do things in fitness. I'm not always, but trying. Um, that it just, I got into the industry and, and actually, true story, I was standing in for my second project I ever worked on, which I, 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 I did a movie with Tim Allen, Kirstie Alley, uh, thought, man, it's a lot of waiting around. I go on to the second project and I was working with Patsy Grady Abrams. We were doing background on a pilot called Seven Days and the stunt coordinator, Charles Paterni, great guy, he's been around a long time. He asked Patsy and I to do this little thing and it wasn't, we were background, we were extras. And we did it. And I mean, I remember thinking, you know, I didn't know. I just tackled Patsy, right? And if you know Patsy, Patsy's, you know, she's, I think right now in her 80s. She's oh, like, my, she's like, my mom was one of my mom's friends, right? We come up out of this mulch, we're covered in mulch. Anyway, so we do it. So the next day, the sun coordinator comes up to me and he goes, you know, you were great. You two, we were, we were in the buffet line, you know, getting breakfast. He goes, you guys were absolutely marvelous because I gave you this basic, simple thing to do. 
And it was just so believable. You just threw yourself into it. I was like, yeah, you know, I just, it, I just did it. came very naturally to <laughs> yeah, you, right. in other words. Yeah. It is. But the guy said something to me. And I was really thinking, you know, the show business thing isn't for me. And I was loving the gym and it was being successful. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go and I'm going to do that. Hmm. But he said something. He goes, you know, I don't know if you're going to be in front of the camera or if you're going to be behind the camera, but you're a good fit for this industry. Those wasn't the exact words. The, the, the behind the camera, in front of the camera were his exact words. Mm-hmm. But he was like, you know, you're, you should pursue a career in this because you'd be good. It was enough to keep you oh in my God. the game. Yeah. I mean, the, the very next time I was getting ready to quit, you know, I was like as an extra on the West Wing and they, they knew I was a, a stunt driver and they asked me to drive John Spencer's limousine and I'll never forget. I was having this just crappy day and I was like, this, is, this isn't for me. And so I, all of a sudden I'm in this limo and John Spencer's in the back and he says to me, he goes, man, I wouldn't want to be you right now. He goes, I remember being Harrison Ford, driving Harrison Ford in this in this TV show and I had to drive down through the cameras. And so here I got John Spencer telling me this story Aww. about driving Harrison Ford. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, it's one of his first gigs. I'm thinking, this is so cool. And we, we pull up and I got to do this blind stop where when John opens the door, he steps out his, his legs in plain focus. And we pull up and we do it and we nail it. And the director looks up. Funny story on that one, too, because it's Tommy Shalami. And he looks up Tommy and he goes, Shalami. he just looks at me with a surprised look. And he goes, cut, print, that's it. And John Spencer kind of scrunches his nose. He goes, we got it? He goes, yeah. That never happens. <laughs> no, it never. One take. And he goes, that was about the best pull up I've ever seen. Aww. And I was just kind of like, yeah, we were done. That yeah. was it. So uh, these little nuggets happen along the way when you start to kind of question your your choices mm-hmm. to um, keep you to keep you following your bliss. Keep I you mean, following those your bliss. are the doors that we talk about. Joseph Campbell talks about. And we talked about this with our first guest, Caroline Bowman. You've heard of her, right? Mm-hmm. Marvelous actress. <laughs> Marvelous, my daughter. She, you know, we were talking about how the doors open when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in life. It's almost like your soul sets you up for this destiny and doesn't want you to get off the path. So if you're paying attention, you won't. If you're not. You will. You'll miss you it. Could. You'll miss you could. You could miss it. And it's so true. I mean, you have to be open to what's going on around you and listen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we start doing things that we're not meant to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get frustrated. And we need to be able to recognize those things as well. But it's interesting, though. Perseverance is the key. And we, the business that we're in, it is probably the most, I mean, I ran two highly successful businesses. This is a business, but it is the most complex thing I've ever worked on. There's just things that are so beyond your control. Mm-hmm. You have to have so much faith and so much belief. You ha- it, it, It's similar to being an athlete in every respect in that you have to be training constantly. Right. And, and the working. thing is, the motivation has to be come from within because you really are your own boss. And that's one thing that I admired about you when I first got started. You helped me so much and gave me such great advice. What you really have to do is be self-driven and disciplined to do something for that career every single day. And you're not going to have a boss telling you, you know, get out of your pajamas today and get out there and send some resumes and do this. What was it that, um, how did you get started? And, you know, talk to somebody who might be interested in getting into the business today and talk about the most um, important advice you might have for them. Wow, that that's tough. I mean, 
first off, the, the, this has to be the only thing that you can see yourself doing. Mm-hmm. I think that's critical. That being said, it better not be the only thing in your life because you're going to be very disappointed. Good. I mean, I you, agree. you absolutely, if you do not have a balanced life in this business, I think it's true of any business, but in this business, it will just eat you alive. I mean, uh, a good friend of ours, Bill Thomas, great actor in the local Baltimore, Washington mm-hmm. area, we talk a lot on the side. And he said, you know, acting's a lot like surfing. You paddle out there and you just have to have faith that another wave is going to come. And it's true. I mean, that's why actors are so fearless. It's not just the fact that we put ourselves out there, but we have to ride those times when the, the waves are calm. They're not there and just have absolute faith to keep our skills honed because that wave will come. And it only matters that we did all the things that we're prepared for when it does. It's actually a great spiritual practice to be able to sit with the discomfort of not having the work and trust that it will come in. It will. Yeah, it will. It's it's interesting. Um, and it when it comes back, it'll all come at once. It will. <laughs> Isn't that the way it works? Right. It will. And you got to realize we are in a universe of plenty. Mm-hmm. It will provide um, the dynamic changes uh, and where those opportunities will will potentially come from. Uh, so we have to keep our eyes open. Uh, it's interesting. I just came back from a vacation, and I realized that um, I. Under, seems like been under an inordinate amount of stress all the time. Well, I'm on this vacation and we went on a cruise, Susan and I. And mm-hmm. so if you're on a boat, Susan's your wife. Susan, my wife. We're on this cruise, and and she she was she planned this vacation. And the only instruction I had was, is look, I want a couple of days where I'm not doing anything. Okay, so cruises are great because you're in a cabin that has it's small and it has just what you need. You don't have to worry about food. It's going to be there, mm. right, in abundance. Um, everything is there, and it's your very contained environment. So you don't have to think about tomorrow, and you don't have to think about yesterday. So it's interesting. I go, and I buy this book, the Tom Clancy book, right? But Tom Clancy's, I love his stories, stunt guy, right? Right. And, and I'm sitting here reading this book, and I'm thinking, God, I just love the hell out of sitting here reading this book. Mm. This is just so awesome. And I'm, and I'm just calm, and I'm reading this book. And I'm calm and I'm calm and I'm calm and I'm thinking, you know what? I can't do this at home. Because if I was doing this at home, I'd feel guilty. That's so weird. Why would I feel guilty? Well, because when I'm at home, there's all these other demands. Distractions, right? Just, you know, there's the should I be doing this or should I be doing that? So my giant epiphany, and every actor should have this, is you got to be in the moment. Mm. That's a great lesson because if you're not in the moment, if you don't teach yourself to be in the moment on vacation, for goodness sakes, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. a no brainer, how can you be in the moment when you're in that acting scene with another person and you have to give everything you have to that character, you know? Right. So, so yeah, that's a great epiphany. It that is. could change your whole acting career. Well, it did. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I just did an audition and I went in and I know why I got the part. I know specifically why I got the part. It was it was an interesting audition because it was for a film, but they didn't tape it. Mm-hmm. So I'm working with the director and the producer and the producer was reading. And uh, I, I did the two scenes that they asked me to prepare. But then they asked me to improv a third scene in the movie and the guy set it up. And I think it was a little bit of a test. And he handed me a pen and he said, here's your hammer. And it was a prop 
in the scene he described. And I was so in the moment. And there was literally no dialogue in the scene. But I was so in the moment. And it was what I did with that prop, I'm confident, as to why I got the job. And the only reason why I reacted with the prop because I was right in the moment. And you weren't thinking I about wasn't, Yeah, I wasn't thinking what, no. What is what is this guy thinking about me or right. you know, anything. Anything external. It was no. all all coming from it inside. Was, right. Yeah. And 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 so this vacation and this in the moment is great for actors, but it's it's really great for everybody. Yeah. Um that if you're worrying about what's happened what you gotta deal with tomorrow. If you're worried about what you screwed up yesterday or, you know, what didn't happen. Like right now I'm thinking, do you have enough wine to I get through you. this oh podcast? God, yeah. Okay, you're good. More than you're enough good. wine. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. I but... always bribe my guests. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. That's a really good point. So so for for those listeners who may be considering a career in acting or stunt or, or following your lead, and um, they can certainly find out more about you on the web, but... Um, so first of all, figure out if that's it's really an internal desire that cannot – there's nothing else that you could do. So it's really something that you definitely want to do because it will be challenging. And get your life in order so that you bring everything to the table that you can to this career. Oh, definitely. So that's really good advice. You know, and, and, and I make all this sound really easy, mm -hmm. but I right. live my life very differently, like financially um, – I'm not leveraged. Mm -hmm. And I think, and that's why a lot of people can't be mm, in the That's moment. a good point. Right? I mean, and I, and it's funny, you can talk about all these things, but I enabled myself, I gave myself a environment that I could make the choices Just I like made. on that cruise where you, how you were taken yes. care of. You paid off your debts. You said, I'm not going to have this overhead that that's right. going to haunt me if I do have a period of time when, when I'm not working. That's right. brilliant. Yeah, that's because really it, good. Yeah, because you won't. You And I went through that as an actor. I stressed <laughs> over making my insurance every mm -hmm, year. Mm -hmm. And so you end up, you know, I did a lot of stand-in work and I did a lot of background work. And Which I, happens, let's just to explain that, when you join the Actors Union SAG. Screen Actors Guild. Screen Actors Aftra, Guild, yeah. um, which is now SAG-AFTRA, right? right? Um, the, you're entitled to a certain amount of you, you. When you make a certain amount of money, you are entitled to insurance, and so in order to get that insurance every year, you have to work a certain number of days. Right. And but see, what's interesting about that, and this plays into this topic, is it became about making the insurance mm -hmm. and not about doing what I wanted to do, following your bliss. And you know, kind of once I got vested, I went. I became more true to myself again. Mm -hmm. I said, Whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't oh. get into this thing. To make money, because hell, I'm not making any money. I was making, right. you know, I'm making a day what I was making an hour. Right. Um, I got into this to act, and when I when I said that to myself, and I said I'm not doing the things I don't want that are a distraction anymore. I'm going to do what it is that I I set out to do. Wow, isn't it amazing? All of a sudden, those opportunities presented themselves. Mm. Isn't that great? It's like constant course corrections. I mean, it just is. like you went on this cruise, and I know you knew you needed to be in the moment, but it's just a reminder. It, get it, back on track. Yeah. Get back on track. And here you, and now your career is hotter than ever. Well, you know, it's interesting. Is, is This is not <laughs> anything new. So, you know, there's old sayings, you know, if you bargain with life for a penny, a penny is what it'll pay. Mm, That's true. a very old saying, but it's true. Right. If you settle for this, that's what you'll get. Mm. So you need to you need to go after with a passion what you want and have faith that wave will come. Wow. 
You are so smart. You're you're even better after a glass of wine. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. So say we've got all our ducks in a row. We're starting to um, build a resume. Um, where's the what's is there any one big morsel of advice for practical advice for um, getting getting your face in front of an agent or getting your headshots? You know, the way, I mean. I, I don't. If, if if I had the answer to that, look. If you got into it to love because you love acting, then act. I think Alan Arkin mm, said it good. best. If you want to act, act. There was a director that I recently worked on his film, and it's an interesting story uh, because it is a small industry. This actor, this this director, just re- just directed his first Hollywood film. I'm talking to the visual effects guy on a film I'm working on and he said oh yeah that director was my production assistant mm, yeah. on the movie um, Miami Vice and so I get to talk to this director's mother and she said oh yeah you know she's ta- he, he gets on the elevator with Michael Mann who is the director of my, the movie Miami Vice and everybody knows Michael Mann and uh, he's a big, big deal Hollywood director sure. and this lowly PA this the visual effects PA is on the elevator with him. He doesn't think this guy's going to know who he is. And Michael strikes up a conversation with him. And and he says, so what do you want to do? Michael asks this guy, what do you want to do? He goes, well, I want to direct. He goes, well, then go direct. What are you doing here? And so Miami Vice was, what, 2005, 2006? It's been a while, yeah. But not that long ago. Right. So then the guy comes back here and he's directing, um, uh, who's the, Mary Louise Parker? Who's God? One of the best actresses in the industry. Sure. Uh, Vin Reams, um, uh, James Woods, who is just phenomenal to wa- and, and to watch those guys interact on the set. So, I mean, that was the same advice that Alan. If you want to do something, go do that. Go do it in whatever capacity they can. If it's community yeah. theater, if it's indie films, yeah. if it's find the website that has the casting notices, put yourself in front of the right people do and just work. do it. Start it, do good work, and it will come. Just yeah. like you said, if if you build it, it will come. It will, if, it will, need, it will. And course correct along the way and just follow your bliss. I love it. Yeah. I, we figured it all out. Done. For today, for, for this moment, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you, Rick Kane. Thank you, Connie Bowman. For more about Rick Kane, we can... Find it where? Everywhere, right? On any film, <laughs> any any IMDb, right? You're all over IMDb. Well, hopefully I'm our sure. film, The Next Nick, will make it into a oh, couple yes. of uh, more we film were, um, festivals. We were... We were in a relationship, shall we yes, say? We yes, we were in bed, my first we bedroom were. scene. <laughs> so watch the next Nick, people. Thanks, Rick. Thank you. And thank you. We'll see you next time on Happy Healthy You. That was good.